Welcome to The Bridge, fun conversations on culture, life, and everything in between. Find us where you get your podcasts. If you like the show, then consider pushing the like button or giving us five stars. Suggestions, comments, anything you would like to share, email us at welovethebridge at gmail.com. We love the bridge. Welcome to The Bridge. People are now creating digital AI clones of themselves to answer emails, respond to text messages in their downtime, and I guess other times too. Would you trust a doctor or investment strategist who automates their interpretation of your illness or investments? And 30 terms you need to know about AI. Hello and welcome to the show, Alex Schur. Hello, Jason. This is not the real Alex. This is the AI clones talking well, that's great. to Jason. And- <laughs> I was thinking about this, you know, and... You can set up your own voice and you can emulate you and you can set up an AI to emulate you now. So technically, you could probably just have AI do the show. I I could, but uh, I mean, we can go over that in details later. But my recent attempt with AI of doing anything creative or things that didn't um, that requires things that require more of a natural tone to it. It has proved itself to be quite disappointing. I understand I need a better way of training it and talking to it. But for the 30 minutes that I tried, it didn't really give me very satisfying results. So I think I'm safe here for a little bit longer. Hmm. You know, I wonder if you actually message your doctor and you got one of these AI clones, it's just going to tell you when you're available. I'm sorry, I'm not in the office right now, but I'm available on Monday at 8.30. AM. I don't think it's going to be like, sorry, ma'am, you have cancer. <laughs> so <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I think that there are limitations to what you can have. I mean, I, I certainly would not trust in any of the jobs I've ever had, like a, another person to answer my emails for me, let alone like a computer to just guess what kind of answer I would give. I think that's absolutely insane. Yeah. I wouldn't even trust again, a, another kind of sentient thing. human being. I know, but I, I think that's kind of the thing that people are trying to argue here, that AI is not really sentient yet. So like if you set it to do perform a certain function that doesn't require human interaction or, or emotional understanding, maybe it is easier just because it kind of replaces the repetitive work that a human has to do. And, and then the human gets, you know, bored and, and impatient, but AI wouldn't. Maybe that's the case. Wow. I guess there are CEOs and they delegate a lot of responsibility to their personal assistants, so much so that sometimes personal assistants end up becoming CEOs of those same companies. I mean, that happened happened, uh, to Tesla, I think. It was either Tesla or another organization where Elon Musk was literally like, well, you know what we're doing. You're in charge now to his personal assistant. But like, I just can't imagine just having a computer like guess like the answers. What if at eight thirty? What if it's taking appointments and it gives it schedules an appointment at an inconvenient time? It's like, oh, that's my, you know, yeah. that's my smoke break. I don't smoke, but you know what I mean. Like, just, that's like April Ludgate in a uh, uh, Parks and Recreation. You know, so I've scheduled all of a meeting for December 29th because uh, for February 29th because I thought that there was only 28 days in February. So you have all of the people from the past three years that show up today on February 29th. <laughs> <laughs> you know. That's computers might make that mistakes as well. Um, so there are all kinds of ways that these tools can be used. And, you know, there are actually people 
who create digital clones of themselves as their personal assistants now. Then I guess that's what we need to really get at. So this is an article from BBC News. This is from December 2023 by Mary Lou Costa. The people creating digital clones of themselves. So I guess this is also going to replace human services. So this means more unemployment, I guess. Uh, so yeah, people mm. are uh, Doc Mr. Mix created the clone, his own clone of himself, by feeding okay. it content such as his own books, the Sunday Times column he writes, and their podcast, The Property. And he also got it to be able to write in the tone of his voice. And it says, quote, that's crazy. Yeah, that's I know. crazy and scary. Yeah, I know. Which is exactly what we've been talking about for like on the show a little yeah. bit. So, uh, quote, we answer questions from property investors in a weekly newspaper column and a phone in show. But there are always far more questions than we can individually answer. So and this is not this is just me going off of outside of the article now. They've literally delegated investment strategies to a computer. If you're going to ask a computer for investment strategies, why ask a digital clone? Why not just ask Google? I mean, I don't know. You know what I mean? <laughs> I guess the way that it's concrete, all of the information and data, how they're being integrated or, or calculated, whatever, it needs to add a human touch to how they're being put together so that it's, you know, kind of like receptive to a certain group of people, which is why every different uh financial analyst or advisor has their own clientele. I don't know. I'm just making things up. Just to think about this. this. Let me ask you a question, works. Alex. Right. You haven't, I, yeah. to my knowledge, you have not yet bought a home, but no. would, would you, <laughs> if, if you'd finally saved up enough to buy a home, you have a couple million RMB and you're ready to buy maybe your forever home, you know, like, would you trust an AI clone to tell you like what neighborhood and how to negotiate the purchase? Would you do Absolutely that? Absolutely not. <laughs> That's Absolutely my question. Not. People are calling this investor AI clone and they're asking it for advice. And then they're investing hundreds of thousands of dollars based on AI clone advice. I think that's insane. Yeah. I, the thing is, <laughs> look, here's the thing. When it comes to buying homes and stuff, you know what I do understand? If I have a couple billions of dollars and I'll say, you know what? I want to use 20% of this billion dollars to, to, to make investment. Then maybe I will trust AI for parts of the calculation. But if it's just buying a home, it's if it's about me, my experience as a human being, because I'm the person who who's going to live in that house. I'm the person who will need to go in and out of the house. I'm not going to trust them like I'm an emotional, like, you know, machine or algorithm to make the decision mm. for me or even advise me. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I would not invest in anything based off of just Googling or like reading a book or doing I would if I was going to invest a lot yeah. of a substantive amount of my money, you know, that, you know, I took me maybe years to earn that money. I'm certainly going to talk to human people and not just one, like many different human people about how to invest that money before I invested that money. So I'm certainly not trusting some yeah. AI clone who read a few of this guy's books to tell me like what I should do with my $200,000. <laughs> like that's insane. <laughs> so I mean, I do understand people's uh, desire to use such 
kind of products or services, though, because at the end of the day, a lot of the advice you're going to get is kind of based on calculation and AI is the ultimate product of ultimate calculation. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. But, mm-hmm. you know, how many people, you know, daily just commenters like you and me, how likely is it for us to just completely trust artificial intelligence? Well, I think there's a difference. Like right now, these artificial intelligence, I, I don't even really think we should be calling them that. They're more like amalgamations of discourse. That's really what the, it is. Artificial intelligence in its original true form is a computer that can think. Computers cannot think. These are just taking sets of semantics and and discourse and feeding them back to you in ways that are meaningful in very complex ways. Mm. And I'm not trying to undermine all of the work that all these companies are doing. But if I was actually talking to AI, like real AI, you know, like, you know, the the singularity AI, I would invest based on that. Sure, because it's going to be smarter than any human being ever in the history of the world times maybe like 50 or something. Who knows how smart it would be? I would be investing. I would be the richest man in the world in a week. But (laughs) but like, actually, that is a really good point. Right. Yeah. I would totally be like, yes, AI right away. Invest in this. Okay, sell that and buy this other thing. Got it. And then I'd be a billionaire by the end of the week. No problem. You know, yeah. However, I'm not going to trust some AI that just is regurgitating passages from someone's book based on which one of those passages it thinks is most applicable to my financial situation. Because I'm sure that the actual human person who wrote that book has all kinds of nuanced ways that they would reformulate their their discourse using their, you know, significant amount of knowledge, experience and human perceptions of reality. And it would be different and more graded and more contextualized to my individual situation than an AI's just kind of replicate. You know, it's like reading all of if I read all of his books and I read all of it and I listened to all of his podcasts, I I would probably do a better job than his AI, you know, because I would have all of the knowledge of of his podcast and AI to then customize that to my own, but using a human intellect to do that. But, you know, yeah, there's AI and then there's AI, you know, what is it called? Strong AI. That's the new term for actual real AI. Strong AI Uh is a computer that can, in fact, think, but has the wealth of all knowledge on the internet or whatever, whatever information it's given. And that's a totally different thing from, you know, this thing is just regurgitating passages from someone's books. Yeah, like the 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 real ones that we should fear if it develops further, <laughs> yeah, yeah. versus the ones where you know it's more of a sub a, a summary um, that is being reorganized into different uh, passages via some sort of like simple algorithm. Maybe we're oversimplifying what this guy's trying to to do, but I just I defer my limited experiences. I haven't had ex- uh, any encounter with AI products, whether they're strong AIs or not, that makes me go, "Oh my god, my life." Life is going to completely be, you know, upset down if this thing becomes popular. <laughs> mm. We're not an investment show. We're an entertainment show. But if you guys are looking for an, an investor, I would recommend going finding a human investor. That's just my advice. <laughs> my for now, for sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm with Jason on this. <laughs> okay. But I think AI is cool. And I, I wouldn't mind having an AI for entertainment value. You know, having a, a clone of myself I could talk to or some Summer could talk to or that would be as entertainment. Like, hey, this is Jason. And it's like, mm. no, I'm Jason. You know, we could make stupid dad jokes to each other or whatever. That would be great. That would be really fun. But I don't trust it to make yeah. business decisions for me or to even really maybe be my person. <laughs> personal secretary or personal assistant, unless it was just relegated to yeah. very simple 
tasks, like part of my schedule or something like that. If it had very simple yeah. tasks that I trusted that it didn't matter to how it was done or whatever, sure, then I yeah. would have an AI do that for me. But big decisions, you know, like, you know, that no. I, I don't think that that is the place for this kind of technology yet. My opinion, I could be wrong. Maybe I'm totally ignorant about what AI is capable of and I should just step, <laughs> step aside and let the younger generation uh, take over. If I'm wrong, all of you AI enthusiasts and lovers, tell me I'm wrong by email me, emailing me at welovethebridge at gmail.com and tell us what AI can do that maybe we're missing. Uh, yeah, but you know, with this uh, very popular meme that I've seen recently, I don't know if, I don't know if you saw it. It was with, uh, I can't remember which wave it was. It was another wave of AI development that got people talking. And this one meme really stands out and it says, um, you know, human beings in, was trying to, human beings invented AI so that we don't have to sweep floors or do all of these <laughs> house chores anymore. Right, They're supposed yeah. to be done by robots. And now AI has advanced to where we are and we're still sweeping floors and doing house and AI is going to Mars. <laughs> yeah, AI is now writing movie scripts and you still have to sweep the floor. How did this, this isn't working the way we planned. <laughs> oh, by the way, I've tried to use AI for scripts. Oh, tell me. Maybe how, I'm not an expert. It was it was bad. It was so bad. I I was trying, I was feeling really uninspired uh, with this uh, script that I was writing. And so I was like, okay, so can you write me this scene? And I simply described the character relations and the goal I want to achieve in that, uh, in that scene, in that episode, actually. And I was wondering if it was going to give me like a base uh, episode structure that, you could that I could yeah. develop on, yeah. right? And then I said, hey, give me a 15-minute episode. <laughs> I kept like, whatever I do, it kept just, it kept giving, like spitting back maybe just three th three short scenes. And then the the conversations are very, very funny, like ironically on the nose. And, and, and the story <laughs> plots are also very, very expected, which was a little sad or maybe a little suspicious. Actually sounds like like a lot of the things that we watch on TV mm. nowadays that are not really well produced and well written. And they're like, oh, maybe they really did use AI because that's exactly <laughs> how things, you know, go about, how things unfold in those TV shows. I was writing this uh, character. I said, um, and, and they're going to do this and this, this. And then at the end, they're going to realize that they need to embrace their own identity. And then in the conversation, the AI ChatGPT literally told my character to say, I need to re I need to embrace my real identity. And that sounds, said, yeah, that well, does sound like a, you know, a TGIF Friday kind of like, you know, Friday afternoon family special kind of line. Yeah, like, well, sure. I told well, you have Kim, my character say that. Yeah, well, Kim. <laughs> You really just need to embrace your own identity. And identity. then everyone in the audience is, oh. <laughs> yeah. 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 And it kept giving me, kept giving me conversations, dialogues like that. And I just gave up. I couldn't do it. Yeah. I don't think people understand the work that artists put into creating something new. That's something that pushes, you know, that's the same thing with the art. You know, it scoops up all the scrapes, right? It scrapes the internet for art. Other artists, when you're trying to create your art using AI, it's, using the limitations of current human artistic expression to try to express. Yeah. But if you're a real artist, what you're literally trying to do is create something that is unlike anything that has ever been done before. Yeah. I mean, I've seen all of the so-called, you know, people are really, I think mid journey came up with an upgrade. Um, and then people were talking about the technical aspect of it, how it creates even more vivid 
um, uh, photos, you call those photos or paintings that, mm-hmm. you know, say, oh, give me two, uh, two women enjoying their day off and that kind of prompts. But like you said, yeah, it could get more vivid. It could get more grand. It could get more, you know, when people use Midjourney or other AI applications to produce um, environment photos or scenic photos. Yes, it looks great. But are any of those really out of this world mm-hmm. or something that's so unique that makes it more invaluable? I, have, I guess we haven't really, really seen that. It hasn't really um, shocked the entire, you know, artistic community. I have a really interesting business idea, Alex. And I'm pretty sure that yes. someone's already thought of this. So, you know, we're talking about creating clones, digital clones. And uh-huh. I would love to create a digital clone of myself or Summer or Cat or whatever, you know, or maybe a famous celebrity that pretends to be like them based on like all the characters we've ever seen or whatever. Inform- or, you know, me, I could I could feed it a bunch of stupid dad jokes. That's basically my entire personality. And then <laughs> like, put it in like a screen that you have on your wall. And if I'm not home, Summer could just turn it on. And then I would just be like, um, ha ha ha, you haven't taken out the garbage <laughs> or whatever. Like, or something and, like that. and how is this a business idea? Well, people have to what? buy the TV. No, so, so we create a way that you turn it on and it asks you a series of 50 questions or something, take some video and pictures of you. And then it creates a, a digital clone of you. You mount it on the wall and then whoever you've trained it to be, you choose, you know, okay, today I'm choosing my sister, Patty. And then it's Patty and mm. she's like there. Well, hmm, no one ever listens to me anyway or whatever it just starts acting to the best of its ability like that. I think I think your acting will probably make more money than the device like people are like I don't want you around when you're not around like the best thing when you're not around is I have this space entirely to myself but imagine, why do I yeah, want to pay to have you that, here that, that's a really good point that's really, people are oftentimes waiting for their <laughs> 10 minutes that day that they get to be alone right exactly <laughs> Oh, yeah. You're listening to The Bridge. Wow. Okay. You know, but okay, I've got a question. Let's just, let's put this on. Would you create a digital version of, let's say, let's say, God forbid. Oh, no, let's let's make it easier, less scary. Let's say you're going away on a trip to Europe. You're going to be gone for the summer, right? And uh, Mm. Dalton is like, oh, babe, don't go. I'm going to miss you. So would you create like a digital AI where he could open an app or, you know, whatever, and there'd be like a replica of you that could kind of behave similar to you (laughs) and exist on this app or internet for Dalton. Yes, Yes, you would create a digital... A million million times, yes. (laughs) Wow. Okay. So what are the... Who would you give your digital clone access to who would be able to use your digital clone and under what circumstances and what would you train it to do and be like? I'll give... give, First, give my digital clone to to, to my my boyfriend who has a very... You know, who likes to share a lot of his uh, movies he watches. Mm. He watches and you know the games he's playing and stuff and especially like i'll definitely put my digital clones there um when he watches his basketball games so that i don't have to you know (laughs) um because it's just things that i can't really have a conversation on you know um and then i'll give another digital digital clone to my parents who want me to just um 
also talk about stuff that I'm not really. Oh, so you want to you want to use a digital um, clone to do the conversations that you're not interested in. <laughs> isn't that the whole point, Jason? It's uh, the whole I point. And I, I'll give one. I'll give one to my coworkers when they want to have meetings and they want to have my input where I really can't just say too much uh, things that are you know um, in disagreement. And I'll just put my digital. Clone what there, a good like, idea, Barbara. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Yes, 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 exactly. <laughs> well, you know what would be really funny is you create a digital clone of you and then Dalton creates a digital clone of himself and then you just put them in the same room <laughs> and they talk to each other. <laughs> oh my, that is, oh wow, that's, uh, hey Jason, I'm writing this down because this could be a really fun premise of a movie. Oh great, I'm glad. Like everybody glad. thinks out of this, uh, everybody thinks out of this selfish way of using their digital clones. And then what if the other person also wants to use their digital clone in the exact same and then intention the, at the end of the movie or whatever if the real two of you are just there on instagram watching videos with your headphones on <laughs> while your digital selves are having a conversation that both of you don't want to have <laughs> oh that is so good that is so great we're gonna write that script for sure maybe i'll ask ai to write that script yeah there you go there see you what go. it says okay uh so all right i, I want to actually talk about AI, not just digital clones, but I want to come back to this because I think mm. digital clones is really interesting, actually. I wonder if we could do a show. You know, if you guys think yeah. it would be fun for us to do a show where we have one of us be a digital clone, you know, email us at welovethebridge at gmail.com and let us know, is that a good idea? Would you listen to Alex talking to digital AI Jason or <laughs> Jason talking to digital AI Alex? Would that be fun for you? Okay, so I have another article here. Be. Yeah, I think it might be. BBC.com What do employers expect staff to know about AI. Because, you know, in the 1990s, if you couldn't open a Microsoft computer and use Word, you couldn't get an office job. You know, that was the new standard. Now we've hit a new, you know, a new threshold where if you, you can, either, yeah. you're either going to be able to move past this point or you're going to be a dinosaur. So what is it? What's going to make you a dinosaur and what's going to make you useful? This is from December 2023 by Suraj Shah. So some of the things that you should be able to do are you should be able to support both managers and staff while writing performance reviews and also be able to use <laughs> you should be able to use AI to write code oh my gosh I am dinosaur yeah. I can't write code with or without AI oh my gosh I honestly think if AI becomes more I don't know if it's going to replace uh, a lot of the um, what do you call it those people coders jobs because a lot of the a big part of their job is write the base code you know because it, you write the base code first and then you need to maintain the data uh, of the database of codes. I think that's what it's called. Mm -hmm. But also a big part of their job is to find the bugs and fix it. And a lot of the times the bugs are something that's so simple, so hidden, but it's mm -hmm. just about whether you can be 100% detail oriented, which is kind of impossible for human beings. Mm -hmm. And if AI could take over that part, you know, a big part of the job of a coder is kind of uh, not human necessary anymore what's gonna happen to them then um yeah that's a good point but i don't think that being able to use ai to write code applies to everyone i think that is unusual it does mention here mm. that at least one existing team member needs to be able to use chat gpt to write copy so i was talking Agreed. to the principal of a school here in beijing he is a british gentleman who uh is is the principal of a major international school in beijing uh that foreign kids uh -huh. go to and chinese kids go to to learn english and it's you know chinese and 
English school, so great opportunity for the kids. But he told, I was complaining about, oh, AI can't do this. We were just having a casual chat. AI can't do that. And he said, uh, we use a, he was talking about his school. We use AI to write advertisements for school events. Mm. So they're going to have a school event. I don't know, whatever Halloween, Christmas, whatever it is, you know, the school choirs can have us, whatever. They don't write that ad anymore. They have chat GPT do it for them. They just say, Hey, chat GPT. These are the dates and times and whatever make a, an advertisement for our school show or whatever. And it just does it and they look it over and then it goes up on the internet, you know? So I think that's really interesting because honestly, that's fun to do, isn't it? Is Making those kind of things is actually kind of, am I, am I the only one who likes making this kind of junk or is it just a waste of my time? Probably not. I think that's, I think that's most people, most people <laughs> are doing what they are. Who, because like I said just now, I would, my very limited experience with it, you really need to be actually well-trained. You actually need to be mm. very good at decision-making and summarizing, putting things in order, structure that will make sense to this machine mm. to get the so-called amazing, breathtaking, you know, life-changing results from AM. From but most people are just like, hey, tell me a joke, you know, um, things like that. I, I I think that's most of us. Well, you know, one thing I've noticed, and this is, I think everyone's probably noticed this all around the world. If you go on Instagram or if you're in a, in a mall, a lot of the pictures that used to be real people for picture models for advertisements are actually digital AI, you know, pictures now. So they're, they're they stop mm. using some some of the time some uh, some companies stop using models or they have real models or they're based on the real hosts of that show but now they're digital AI versions of the hosts of that show or the model or just completely fabricated people who don't exist in reality and those are mm. the advertisements I guess this is the zeitgeist yeah. right now everyone is using it all the time so mm. there's someone who has a job to use Chat GPT to do that or something similar whatever it is is but there i guess some models are losing their jobs because you don't need a very handsome schweiga a handsome boy to be in your <laughs> picture anymore you could just make fake artificial schweiga um i i guess it's still uh especially for like you know amazon like sites like taobao or jd whatever when they make photos of uh clothes then they don't really need to pay the model to, to pose for different clothes items but that also requires them to really digitize their products and which is also a lot of cost so it depends on, on what they think is more uh, reasonable makes more sense for them to do but these uh trends that i see on social media nowadays it gets me a a little worried you know how ai helps you make those videos like have you seen those like it's a chinese for example it's a chinese celebrity who doesn't speak english but you could put like a oh, yeah, the yeah. audio of you've seen those right mm -hmm. you put yeah. like an audio of an english speech and then they ai helps you move their mouths as if they were making that english speech and and people are like oh my god I didn't know his or her English was so good. And then I was like, oh, you can vary at least weekend. Um, people who are a little more familiar with this whole uh, vocabulary can ease, can see more easily that it's not a natural, right. it's not a real authentic video. But there is, I've, I've seen, I, I'll have to say this, I've reported quite a few accounts where, <laughs> no, they find a random foreigner's face, a random Chinese person's face, and then they put English, whatever, audio, and they use AI to make this person say things that they want this person 
to say. When I read the comments, a lot of people can't tell. And there was a lot of it was really disinformation. Some mm. of it was about like health, mm. uh, like what you should do or you should eat to, in order to reach certain health purposes. And I was like, this is not okay. Like you have to, I feel like if you make this kind of videos that the goal is to disseminate information, then you have to write in the video that this was created by AI. Like this, right. I guess, I don't know. I just, I just, I just well, felt like it was my, civil duty to, to tell people that this is not true. Well, I completely agree with you. One thing that I do, and you probably remember me saying this a hundred times, is anytime we start doing financial discussions, at some point mm. in that episode, I say, remember that this show is for entertainment purposes. I always say that because literally in the United States, if you are not a qualified a federally qualified financial advisor, you have to have a certificate. You are, it is illegal for you to give financial advice. And it is a requirement that you say that whatever you're doing is for entertainment purposes only. So you'll hear me saying mm. that when we're talking about the stock market or whatever, and I'm giving my opinions, I'll always say, don't forget that the show is for entertainment purposes only, because it's important to inform your audience that you aren't, that Jason Smith is technically not a qualified financial advisor and you shouldn't be taking <laughs> Yeah, yeah. In the same way, if you take some speech by someone and put it in someone else's mouth, then people might think, that oh, is this, so is, horrible. this is Taylor Swift telling me that I need to eat meat, more cheeseburgers. This is going to help me lose weight, right? <laughs> so, or whatever it yeah. is. So yeah. you should tell no, them this exactly. is for entertainment purposes only. This is not a real video of Taylor Swift talking, whatever it is. Yeah, it sounds ridiculous, but this is really popular. Like those videos had over 10,000 likes. So wow. imagine how many people have watched it thinking that this is what the person really is saying and it's not so and then it's you know if it's celebrities at least there's a way to verify they can come out and say well i never said that but if they just found a random person's face and then just feed whatever speech they want this person to say there's not even a way to verify with that person whether it's true or not well i don't even know if it's with their knowledge so mm -hmm. well you know i'm certainly with you in the camp that i've played with this tech and i know what the weird mouth looks like when it's not real but there are also interesting Interestingly enough, they take the voice of the person. They can, they can, and this is not true, so do check your videos or just let Alex report them for you. Uh, they can take yeah. videos <laughs> of a person giving a speech. Like Elon Musk gives a speech, right? And it's about SpaceX. And so you're interested in SpaceX, but you don't speak English, so you've been reading subtitles for the last 10 years. But now you can actually take it where it translates it into Mandarin using a similar clone of his voice and then makes his mouth move similar to the Chinese translation. And you can watch the same 10 minute speech by Elon Musk in Mandarin. So there are different purposes. So when you take words that don't belong in someone's mouth and put them there versus when you're providing a fine, a nice service, like instead of dubbing, you actually have like AI do it for you. Then I think that we need to qualify each one of these instances. This is a translation of Elon Musk's speech. This is my friend, Peter, <laughs> giving a speech with <laughs> Elon friend. Musk's face, right? My friend, Jason. <laughs> there needs to be specificity about the kind of content that we're actually consuming. Because even when you have uh, 10 people yeah. who are all experts on something in a room, they're disagreeing. Imagine you just throw some random crap in there. That is, that's not going to make things easier. Things are hard enough to figure out as it is. 
Exactly. Even with just videos and, and audios, there's still uh, there's still clarifications people need to do, let alone just putting a nowadays with people's attention span. You look at a video, you're not going to try to pay attention to see whether its mouth is moving weird or not. Just imagine the amount of like false information that is going around with this technology. I honestly haven't thought of a good scenario where this type of AI technology is going to help with mm. whatever you can do. Mm. Oh, yeah. You're listening to The Bridge. All right, let me give you some examples of things that I've heard of that I think are actually uh-huh. helpful. Okay, so if, if you have a junior high school American kid and you're trying to teach them about, I don't know, the Civil War, I, I'm not a big fan of it, but whatever, they're, they're not going to find it interesting typically. They're going to be like, oh gosh, this is so boring. What are these True. old people in these old looking clothes and black and white pictures walking around with muskets have nothing <laughs> to do with me. I don't care. But if you could have uh-huh. like, you know famous speeches by Abraham Lincoln suddenly given by Abraham Lincoln's likeness, that might be more interesting, you know? Oh, yeah, that could be cool. Just bringing back, like, you know, deceased uh, celebrities or historical figures. Yeah. Well, but who knows Lao what Abraham, Abraham Lincoln really, really sounds. Sure, it doesn't have to actually sound. Maybe he's like, oh, I'm the president, you know, but whatever. You can, oh, yeah, you can make him sound yeah. cool. You know, so you got writings of Confucius. Wouldn't it be awesome if Confucius could lecture on his philosophy using his actual words? That would be pretty cool. And a lot of young people would take that, that away. Is, that know? is cool. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe not. Probably, Maybe but you know. We're old. Is, yeah. <laughs> okay. we're, we're old, but this is also me being very um, uh, uh, particular. You know, sometimes when I listen to like bands or, or, or think about movie stars and I was like, oh, I'm glad I'm not as into it because I know how powerful their art is. And sometimes it's easier for me to like old bands and old movies because I know that I'm not going to see them perform live because if it did perform live, I would have to go. Wow. So that saves me money. Well, I'm also past the age (laughs) where I want to see that, but you know, I do still like going to the symphony. Anyways, we're off point. I want to talk about, so in terms of digital clones, here's another example, not mm. of a digital clone, but of AI use, using AI to pretend it's you. So this is another BBC.com uh, article. AI helps out time-strapped teachers, says report. And the article sells it as though it's a good thing, but I'm reading this in mm. horror. So this is uh, okay. November 28th, 2023 by Hazel Shearing. And it says that teachers are using AI to give grading and feedback and to email parents. Now, as a parent, (laughs) I would want to know that this doesn't come from the teacher. This comes from AI because my kid's teacher said something. I would take that as a very important thing to consider and to reflect on for weeks, if not years, maybe my entire life about my child's, you know, capabilities. It would stick in my head forever, potentially. And if it was just generated by AI, I would want to know that you need to put that on the paper. So I get it. In England, you guys are not paying your teachers enough or you don't have enough teachers. Sorry, AI is not a supplement (laughs) for human beings, UK. You need to look into this not as a, yay, we've solved the problem of underfunding our education system and really think about what kind of education system you really want. Yeah. And it's like, what part of, imagine this, if we've 
you've got Lao Tzu and all of these historical figures to do their own teaching <laughs> and then AI is doing the grading and the communicating with parents, then uh, what is the job of a teacher? Yeah. But yeah, but here but here's the thing, I understand a lot of the if things are standardized, if they're doing just an exam and it, the AI could do that easily, like Chinese uh, education system has yeah, sure. adopted the multiple choice the, you know, test. The, yeah, the 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 this automatic grading system because everybody does and the, all over the world you do that little card where you 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 black out the your answer and so it's faster that makes sense but a huge part of teaching the students is to understand their understanding them as individuals mm. and the family that they come from mm. i don't think ai could you know it's no. not something that to be replaced by just simplifying this whole very massive and complex procedure of understanding what kind of education your student needs well i was a school teacher and twice a year i needed to give an individualized report on the you know behavior academic excellence and think areas that need to be worked on by each student covering a, a variety of different subjects and there's no way i would trust ai to do that the nuance of mm. each day interacting with that child mm. and watching them grow and the way that they treated fellow students and stuff just throwing that yeah. in ai's hands and saying just auto generate something that sounds like kimmy's doing well but needs to work on math is not going to cut it and i think that is terrible i think it's actually it's criminal yeah. that you that someone would let ai do that for the teacher that is literally the one I of the agree, primary responsibilities of the, the teacher if they don't have time in the uk or wherever you know this they're talking about to actually do that then they should look at the funding and the staffing and the people that they have involved yeah. in their entire education system because man that is awful just to replace it with computers like that absolutely and if you wanted to do that if, if any education system is looking at doing anything like that then our you know non-expert advice would be to look at what is that really replacing and is there something that cannot be replaced and is that being taken care of in the new system yeah so yeah um again i think that people are so eager to embrace ai that they're looking for all the places that they can put it but we have to be really thinking if it, those are appropriate places to put it. entertainment, you know, like, you know, to talk to, to have a Dalton and an Alex talking to each other. Hey, that could be an art installation <laughs> piece right there. You know, that's, that's it could hilarious. Be. That is a great idea. Yeah, but I don't want to like replace important and critical areas of human society with AI, you know, just because we can, just because we can doesn't mean yes. it's something we should do, you know? Oh, that's a really, really good point. I felt like a lot of people are looking at it because I can do this. Let's do this. But should we do this? And then just because you can do it now, does it mean that it'll still have the same desired results coming out of it? Well, can I? Because you're changing the method. Uh, I want to talk about a scene from a movie. I know that seems a little bit bizarre. Oh, yes, please. But we're a podcast. Come on, let's have fun. So there's a, a movie called Idiocracy. I've seen it too many times. Mm. But there's a scene where a woman walks up to an automated Carl's Jr. vending machine. And she says, <laughs> she tries to order some food and it says, you have zero credits. And then she's all, but uh -huh. my children are hungry. Help me. And she bangs the machine and it says, you are, yeah. a, you are a terrible mother. You are unfit. Your children will be placed into the custody of Carl's Jr. And then it sprays her with some oh, kind wow. of gas that knocks her out. <laughs> and I'm just thinking, you know, if we just start throwing, here goes AI. <laughs> yeah, here goes AI. You know, this is the end point of these if implementing AI too soon is it just starts replacing important hu human decisions and all. 
all aspects of society. We need to stop. Very likely so. Now is the time to say, wait a minute, how we should be questioning what in a, a digital clone of like human, you know, uh, responsibilities in society can and should be doing. And I think maybe lawmakers yeah. at this point need to get involved much faster. Lawmakers are so focused on what should we, how can we limit military AI applications that they're missing the part where society is starting to fall apart already. Uh, well, that kind of goes to a lot of other, you know, conversations that people are having. They're like, oh, we're spending so much money going to Mars and we're still having figured out, you know, like peanut allergies that kill people, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah, you know, that reminds me of Stephen Colbert. He always said, he always, every time some, sometimes science figures out some new bizarre thing that is not really relevant, he points it out and says, remind all the scientists out there, you've solved cancer, right? You know, you've already figured that out. Cancer, gone. That's why we have time to see which, you know, well, which things that <laughs> exactly. squirrel's favorite color is what? Ah, thank you. Well, money well spent because you've already cured cancer, right? Okay, so I have another article here. This is the A to Z of AI. I thought this would be fun to go through. Uh, 30 terms you need to know to understand artificial mm. intelligence by Richard Fisher, July 2023. It's a little dated, but I think this is probably all relevant. A couple of these. It has an A here and it is okay. alignment. So this is oh my God. a super alignment program. Really, we need to know this? I don't uh -huh. think we do. I think this is this is not something you need to know, honestly. Mm. What do you think? <laughs> it just it just reminds me of uh, you know, alignment is a word that is constantly being used in tech. Mm. Like a lot of tech companies, mm. when they talk about anything and everything really that we need to have, we need to align on this, we need to have an alignment on this. And I feel like this is just an overly abused uh term in mm. all tech related uh, the conversation. Well, I think <laughs> A, I think they just needed something for A, but B is actually a huge one bias. So yeah, AI mm. has been trained by white people uh, mostly. That's just true. And yeah. so it is biased towards in favor of Caucasians. That is true. In fact, so much so that Tesla was doing um, tests recently in the last year where Teslas were literally mowing down models, plastic models of little black children because it couldn't identify them oh, as something it needed to stop for. That is, these are that is Yeah. So we need to, uh, it needs to have more diversity and input and understanding multiculturalism and it needs to be de-gendered. Yeah. Oh, speaking of, I don't know if you, uh, this is uh, because of the bias and stuff, but I don't know if this is real, but I've seen it from multiple people. You know, it could be Photoshopped or whatever, but you know how people are testing like facial recognition function mm -hmm. on their laptop mm -hmm. um, where they use this website or app or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then you turn on your camera and it looks in your face and it could tell you how old you are, what gender you are, possibly what your uh, ethnic background is and all of that and your emotions at wow. this moment of the facial detection. But the thing is, they, they turn on the camera and it doesn't just see you when you're alone in the room they also see other people and it's very <laughs> scary and it's very scary and i will never try that myself i do not need to learn the the truth of that but you know that's maybe not so biased but if it was true then there's some like technical difficulties that they they are yet to overcome you know i was in um hangzhou for the uh asian games 
and there yeah. was an AI machine in one of the games we attended. We went to see, I forget which game it was, but there was a robot rolling around. I guess that's the word, you know, it was on wheels and it yeah, was yeah, looking it was. at people and then taking a picture and cheering for you and then telling you your age and health and stuff like that. So I, I was like, oh, this wow. is so cool. I, so I started to make a video about it and it took a picture of me and it started cheering. Yay. And it showed me a picture of me and it said, you're 54 years old and you should probably cut your calories by 400 calories per day for the next oh, day. And I was like, <laughs> I'm not using this for my video that I was going to make. <laughs> Cause it was, it was like, goodbye little AI. I had faith in you. My gosh. Do I look like I'm 54 years old? Oh my God. I feel so awful. It was an awful That's machine, awful feeling machine. It was just the machine that makes you feel first it cheers for you. <laughs> then it, insults it does. You. AI is very good at judging you. Like I told you I was writing some, uh, I was trying to write comedy with AI and I, I put the theme in there and then it goes, well, this topic should not be made light of. And if you need help, you should seek professional <laughs> like, assistance. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. <laughs> Thank you. Wow. For, thank you for thinking that I'm suicidal. I, I need to go see your routine. If it's that offense, I'm sure it's really funny. <laughs> okay. We'll make it happen. We'll make it happen. We're going to skip C because C is for compute. Come on. Okay. Let's move forward. Uh, let, yeah. Are there any of these sticking out at you? Because I guess ghosts. Yeah. G is for ghosts. I think that's interesting. And hallucination like is saying. really fun. <laughs> yeah. So uh, ghosts are fake people. So, you know, we all watched Star Wars, uh, the last one, and Princess Leia came back even though she had just passed away. And even Luke Skywalker, mm. who is still alive, uh, Mark Hamill is still alive. They have ghosts of his younger self, those kinds of things, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, kind of. I don't know. I guess, I mean, we were talking about remaking Abraham Lincoln, so I guess he would have been a ghost or Confucius, right? Yeah. Yeah. All of those uh, dead celebrities. I'm not sure if their nuclear family is still alive. I think there's probably legal requirements that you go get their permission. I mean, it, everything we're talking about right now definitely has to fall under really strict uh, limitations if one day in our lifetime that, that was to become reality. I'd be really surprised, though, if you replicated Abraham Lincoln, if his great, 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 great grandchildren are going to be like, oh, my gosh, his likeness belongs to our estate. I mean, I think maybe there's public domain after a certain period of time. <laughs> So H is for hallucination. This is a big one. And I think one that more people need to be made aware of. So you can get AI to hallucinate by asking it questions that it doesn't have answers for. And I've done this. I've done it to see. That sounds fun. For example, this is a true story I already told once. So I'm going to try to keep it short. I asked it, tell me about famous American baseball player, Johnny Johnstone Johnsonson. Because there is no such person. <laughs> and I made up such a bizarre name. It started to tell me the life story of someone else who had a similar name. But it told me that what? that was Johnstone Johnsonson. So it took a similar person <laughs> with a similar name and told me their life story with a couple of changes. Because the AI doesn't want to say, I don't know. It, I don't know. It, yeah. It, it, instead, it tries to tell you the best approximation of what it thinks you want. And so this is called a hallucination where the AI will oh. answer your question with knowledge that sounds like the answer, even though sometimes it's completely made up. And sometimes it's just based on other information with some parts made up. Oh, I guess so. AI wasn't just judging me. It didn't, it just didn't know how to write amazing jokes like I do on that topic. That's why I said. <laughs> 
Yeah. You should go seek professional help. Well, I think this is an important hallucination is something important for like, you know, high school students or something who are starting to use AI as part of their projects to be aware of. Mm. If you don't ask the question right, or if you ask the question in a forceful way, it will produce an answer that makes no sense. So be aware, this is not an encyclopedia. This is a tool that operates yeah. differently. Yeah. So, and it gets information from mostly everywhere. Yeah. So. And it's everywhere has a lot of flaws, if you ask me. <laughs> That's exactly the point. So don't use it as an absolutely, you know, authoritative source of information. Mm. Oh, yeah. You're listening to The Bridge. Okay, so N, I'm skipping way ahead, is for neural network. And so that is how AIs learn. And that is that it's basically mm. a process where they use uh, coding that emulates copies, semantics, the way we talk, and then reproduces that in a way that humans uh, can understand. So it tries to sound like people using its collected information. And that mm, is in that's the best neural, they can do. Mm. neural network. Open source, this is important because... And some information is freely available for use and some information is not. You know, I don't know where it is on Google because I don't do image search. This is something I think is interesting, actually. If you do an image search mm. on Google, it'll give you almost the whole image, but you have to click to the original link to download it from the original website or to see it from the original website. If you go to Bing okay. and you do an image search, it just gives you a crystal clear version of the original image from the, so you don't have to go to the website. You can immediately have mm. it. So in fact, Bing is better for image searches than Google for the consumer because you don't have to go to the original website. I'm sure Google had proprietary issues where they had to make it operate in such a way that you would be forced to go to that person's website so they could get clicks or whatever. But for whatever reason, Bing hasn't mm. done that. So Bing's image searching function is better. But it also has on Bing, you can click on it and choose all images or only open source images or free to use or public domain. So let's say you have a blog and you're doing mm. a uh, you're doing a uh, blog about your trip to Las Vegas, but you didn't take any good pictures and you need a good picture of like yeah. the Taj. Go to Bing and you can click open source, free to use, public domain, and it'll only show you images of the Taj that are public domain. That means that you can save that image and put it on your website, on your blog, and it doesn't matter. No one's going to sue you. But if you click all and you take an image off of there and just put it on your website, there's a high probability that image belongs to a professional photographer and you're technically breaking mm. the law by putting their image on your website. So I think the concept of open source is really important, especially in the context of AI, because most AI does not differentiate when it is scraping the internet. It just takes everybody's work. I really think if AI could help people kind of stay away from unknowingly infringing on other people's copyright when content creating is so popular and it is for everybody nowadays, that would be a really good use. That would be something positive about AI that could help uh, make our lives better. Mm. Okay, so I'm jumping to V. Unless there's something I missed that you wanted okay. to talk about. V is for... I feel like a lot of these terms are really like... It's not like, you know, like, a, what do you call it? Like dummies, uh, right. AI for yeah. dummies kind of term. It's very technical. It's more like you just really need it. Yeah, I need a, you need to understand it. Like, 
talking about large language models, it's, you know, yeah. it's not like a lot of these are not for everyone to use. That's why I'm only picking out the ones that are relevant for normal people. So V is yes. for voice like cloning. Us. And that is something I've already done. It's really cool. It's a lot of fun. There are a lot of different platforms to do it on. I'm not going to advertise any one of them, but you can go on and record your yeah. voice making different sounds. It gives you prompts, make this sound like this, make that sound, say this phrase, etc. until it can copy your voice. And then you can type a bunch of stuff up or you could, you know, use chat GPT mm. to do it. And then it will say that passage is in its best version of your own voice. That would be good. that would be what I can use to record when I'm in you know recording in the morning and my voice is not the best. Right, that's exactly what Alex is actually doing right now. She's just typing really fast. <laughs> exactly, and it, you know if you listen to our shows more, and this is me trying to backspace. Would me backspace? <laughs> well, we were talking about strong AI before at the beginning of the show. So W is for weak AI, and that is essentially all the AI we're using today, which is AI that. Mm. Does not think is not sentient. Strong AI, which doesn't exist yet, theoretically, it might it might actually exist, but it doesn't exist to public knowledge, would be AI that is capable of thinking much more like a human being or much at a much more advanced level to where it could think things that it was not already programmed to think. It could begin to program mm. itself. All the other terms here, I don't really think are for normal people and you don't really need to know them. They're much yeah. more technical kinds of terms. Yeah, I mean, they're interesting to look at for sure. And then and including the ones where, I don't know, these things like uh, X-Risk and YOLO, it's it's fun. It's something that we don't think about or we don't really know. It's good to have that in your back pocket. But you, it also requires some already existing, very thorough understanding of the basics of AI to make this list interesting to you. In preparation for the show, I watched a YouTube video, which I couldn't include in the research packet because it was a video. But I learned about, you know, those... Um, it used to be that you had to type a series of capital and lowercase letters and numbers, six to eight of them, to prove that you were not a robot. And then they yeah, kind of yeah, yeah. got rid of that. And it was the picture one where you drag over and drop like a puzzle piece. And they got rid of that. A and puzzle piece. Now yeah. it's just a little box that says, click this box to prove you are not a robot. And I was like, how the heck does that work? So I watched a video yeah. on it. And actually, it from the moment uh -huh. that screen appears... It's already testing you. Yeah. Before you click the box. What? Yeah. So it's actually checking the way that you move your mouse to the box to click the box to determine whether you're a human or a robot. Because in a robot will have a straight line directly from the point of the source point to the box and then click the box. Whereas a human being will make all kinds of zigs and zags and, you know, wiggles and stuff. And so it uses the degree to which it is wiggles to determine whether or not you're a human being or not, which I find is absolutely fascinating because I would, you know, I was wondering how does this little box tell if I'm a human being or not? But now, now it's much more apparent. As soon as the box appears on the screen, it's testing you. So now I have this problem since I watched that video, Alex. Now I always wig uh -huh. wiggle my mouse as I'm going to the box. Just <laughs> you're like over, you're overdoing yeah, it. I'm like, you're I'm a person. It, I'm what, a person. <laughs> like, what if, what if I'm a surgeon? I just have very, very, very stable hands. But what should I do? It's going to keep asking. It's going to ask you again. Are you a robot? <laughs> oh, that's why sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes I get these questions. You know how you answer it once and it keeps popping up. Yeah. Maybe my hands are just really stable. You're very robotic, Alex. 
Alex. all right that's all the time we have thank you so much for your time listeners and if you like the show please give us five stars and don't forget to subscribe if you really like the show please share us with friend thank you so much for your time alex thank you jason i am the real alex i promise (laughs) 